At the Movies with Arch Campbell, Jen Cheney, and Lou Katz begins now. We are back. <laughs> Ever heard of the word recycling? <laughs> <laughs> it's a green podcast. Yes. Our At the Movies podcast is here. I am Lou Katz. Along with me, we have that wonderful critic. Yes, from Vulture and WTOP Radio, it's Jen Cheney. Bravo, bravo. Thank Always you so a, much. A big, She's the big arbiter bravo. of good taste. And Arch <laughs> Campbell is here, too. What do we got this week, Arch? Well, this week, we're going to go back in time and put together the review of reviews. And for those of you who have missed some of the reviews on Hound Radio, see what movies you remember and what movies you have seen and see if you agree with me on this string we call the review of reviews. Should we do this with, like, reverb? Here, join join me, Lou. Okay. It's the <laughs> review. Review. Of oh, review. Of reviews. I don't know what's happening right now. <laughs> Just Mercy tells an uplifting, inspiring story that stays interesting thanks to the actors Michael B. Jordan and Jamie Foxx. Jordan plays real-life lawyer Brian Stevenson, executive director of the Equal Justice Initiative. Jamie Foxx plays one of his first clients accused of killing a young white woman and sent to death row despite evidence to the contrary. The first time I visited death row, I wasn't expecting to meet somebody the same age as me from a neighborhood just like ours. I was just about to give up when I got a call from a Harvard lawyer looking to start a legal center for inmates on death row. I was in before he even offered me the job. Sometimes Just Mercy gets a little speechy or even preachy, but most of the time it's a fine drama with an occasional strain of To Kill a Mockingbird. Name of the movie is Just Mercy, worth three stars or three barks on your Hound Radio, PG-13 rated Just Mercy. It's worth watching this weekend. It's sort of a remake of a cop action film from years gone by. Bad Boys for Life reunites Will Smith and Martin Lawrence 25 years after their comic copy of the Lethal Weapon series. Of course, it is a string of car chases, gun battles, and rapid jokes Will is the target of revenge by a drug cartel he took out early in his career. There's a plot twist that makes this a little better than you expect. I was also surprised by how much I laughed and how well Martin Lawrence does. In fact, Lawrence does some of his best stuff in years. Oh, this is my wife's car. Cover the front door. She knows. She always knows. What happened to Bad Boys for Life? time we be good men bad boys for life it is the same old thing just not as bad as expected <laughs> two and a half barks the gentleman tells a shaggy dog crime caper story with an outrageous cast including matthew mcconaughey as a suave american overseeing a marijuana empire grown on farms hidden beneath some of England's grandest and shabbiest Downton Abbey-style estates. Sweet Mary Jane is my vice. Your poison, on the other hand, is and always has been the destroyer of worlds. You're out of touch, and I would like you to consider an offer. I am not for sale. Hugh Grant's in this thing. He's barely recognizable as a tabloid reporter pitching this story as a screenplay. Basically, McConaughey might sell his business to Jeremy Strong. 
except Henry Goulding, the guy from Crazy Rich Asians, and the Chinese mafia want to muscle in. Colin Farrell and a gang of street toughs add some hilarious moment. Basically, the gentleman is pulp fiction with a cockney accent and so much wordplay they might need subtitles. I'm going to give it a mixed couple and a half barks. I kind of liked it in spite of myself. We hope you're enjoying our special review of Reviews edition of our At The Movies podcast. Blake Lively gets gritty and athletic in the rhythm section. She starts this story as a drug addict prostitute. She discovers the family she lost three years earlier in a plane explosion died because of a bomb planted by a terrorist. I lost my family three years ago. They were killed. I have nothing left. I'll find people. Who did this? I'll kill every last one of them. Somehow she connects with Jude Law. He trains her in a few scenes and turns her into an assassin, although not a very good assassin. She shows us her bruises and her bad skin, gets athletic and steamy with Sterling K. Brown. I'm sorry to say the rhythm section is a highly unfortunate misfire. She's just wrong for this. You hear that silence? That's no barks. That means zero. Julia Louis-Dreyfus and Will Ferrell take a skiing trip that might unravel their marriage in Downhill. It's a remake of a biting Swedish comedy. Will and Julia and their two sons are relaxing on a terrace next to a snow-capped mountain. Suddenly, a planned avalanche gets out of control, covering everybody in a blanket of powder. When the dust settles... Julia is clutching her two sons, while Will has bolted for safety, leaving the rest of the family to fend for themselves. I look over at Pete, and he had grabbed his phone. He was gone. Pete ran. Pete left us. I didn't leave you to be buried. I ran to get help. That's not what happened. Downhill plays out in easy-to-take 82 minutes. If you saw the original Swedish version, you might find this one a little toothless. If not... It's kind of fun. Two and a half stars, R rating for Downhill. Jane Austen's classic Emma receives a beautiful retelling in the new movie starring Anya Taylor-Joy. She's the young woman of privilege who can't stop arranging the affairs of everybody around her. Robert Martin has offered me his hand. Do you advise me? Oh, no, no, no. The words must be your own. You must be the best judge of your own happiness. Emma is a beautiful-looking movie. It comes alive with a wonderful cast, especially Bill Nighy as Emma's quirky father. All right, now how are you rating Emma? Stars, barks, give it to us. Three stars, or three barks, three literary barks, and a PG rating. In fact, this is an English major's dream. Anybody up for a double feature of Emma and Little Women? Coming up next on our At The Movies podcast, back to Arch and Jen. She'll be talking about the brand new Hillary documentary on Hulu, and Arch talks about the latest Pixar movie. But first, a shameless plug for Hound Radio. This is the CATS podcasting system. Hound Radio is having another Pick a Ticket event as our concert bowl is filled with free tickets to three amazing classic rock bands this summer at Jiffy Lube Live. On Wednesday, June 24th, listen to the music of the Dewey Brothers. Friday, August 21st, Rock with Foreigner. You're as cold as I 
appearing with Foreigner. Carry on my wayward son. Kansas. Just in the Now at houndradio.com, courtesy of Live Nation. Three shows to drool over. The Doobie Brothers, Foreigner, and Kansas. Part of the 2020 Houndapalooza concert series only from Hound Radio. At the Movies with Arch Campbell, Jen Cheney, and Lou Katz comes to you from the secret underground bunker studios of the Katz Podcasting System. So we're back with Jen Cheney, and there's some um, interesting uh, things coming on to uh, the tube. Yes, so this week, uh, the docuseries Hillary debuts on Hulu. Uh, you've probably read about it. it this it, is the thing Vanity Fair did the big excerpt from. Uh, did they? I know there was an excerpt where she talked about how much she hates Bernie Sanders. Well, okay. <laughs> Here's what happens. <laughs> really? Um, in the so let's let's explain what this yes. docu series is about. Uh, it, it's it's looking at her life, but also there is tons of footage, behind the scenes footage from the 2016 election when she was running. They intersperse it in a way that. Moments from the election are are then sort of springboards into talking about certain aspects of her life. And at one point, um, she was asked what she thought about Bernie Sanders. And when she says that nobody liked him, which is the quote that everybody got Mm -hmm. picked up and ran with, she was talking about in terms of other colleagues in Congress that she felt that he didn't necessarily work well with his Mm -hmm. other colleagues. Not that no one in the entire voting populace liked him. And I think some people misinterpreted what she meant when she said it. Whether they agree with her or not, that was the intent of what she was trying to say. Isn't, isn't it interesting? That's the one thing everybody uh, lands uh, on. And, you, and the funny thing about it is it just it proves the point of so much of the documentary, which is that woman can't win. That nobody like puts anything in context. Nobody uh, thinks about a broader picture. And what I felt after watching it was... God, I wish they had told this story about her when she was running. Because I think, first of all, she and Bill Clinton talk about the Monica Lewinsky, Monica Lewinsky yeah. incident in a more frank way than they ever have. Oh, And I really wow. wish they had done that when she was running. Uh, I can understand why she didn't want to. But I think a lot of people would have appreciated that and maybe... Um, had a little more empathy for her uh, than they did. And then, you know, she she talks about her earlier career and, you know, the fact that she was really, maybe not a hippie, but certainly like a progressive mm-hmm. um, young person that I think that part of her narrative got completely lost. So I think it's a really great, interesting documentary, whether you like her, whether you don't. Uh, I think it really puts some some fresh perspective around her role. And like I said, it's just from the 2016 election perspective, it's really interesting to watch, too. There's a whole moment they catch her talking to Tim Kaine about Putin and Russia influence, where she lays out literally everything that we now know. Wow. I was just remembering that when she married Bill Clinton, she kept her last name. And mm-hmm. when Clinton was uh, elected governor, uh, it became such a thing that she changed her last name to Clinton. That's right. To calm the, uh, you know, the blowback. Right. And I mean, the things that, you know, as I'm sure you remember the interview where she said, well, I'm not Tammy Wynette standing by right, my man yeah, and all that. 60 minutes. I, I just feel like if she said that now, Twitter would be applauding her. And I, I think she was she was too far ahead of her time. I think in also and that is the interview where a light fell over and almost hit her on the head. <laughs> 
Do, you know, there, there's yeah. footage of, of a light crashing down and she going, Jesus Christ. <laughs> <laughs> so, well, that that's that's it. And that's on Hulu. It is, yes. On the Hulu. On the Hulu. Uh, I did see a movie that's opening this week onwards, the Pixar film. Uh, and, you know, when, when Pixar makes a movie, I think the bar is set really high. And I would just, onward is... The story of a um, of a uh, family of elves, and the father elf has died, and through uh, some magic and spells, the uh, youngest and uh, the sons have a chance to visit with their father. It's probably the least appealing Pixar movie I've ever seen. Just because of the subject matter? I, I just, I didn't care for the animation. Mm-hmm. And it's a one long chase and a little bit of magic. And uh, I was uh, not impressed, so I'm mixed on that. Well, let so, me ask you this question. Because I'm going to see it, I just haven't done it yet. Uh-huh, um, if it weren't Pixar, if, if, if you were watching it and you, and you didn't mm-hmm, think it was Pixar, mm-hmm. would your opinion of it be a little higher? Uh, probably not. No, okay. But it it but it, it looks like a run of the mill movie from Pixar where you expect uh you know, Toy Story. Right, right, right. So I'm not a fan. So okay, I guess our uh, best bet is Hillary for the weekend and we like Emma. Yes. For you uh, English lit majors or non-English lit majors. <laughs> it's it's really for everyone. Okay. I think. Well, good. Good. I'm I want to see what you think of the Clueless remake. maybe i don't uh we'll be back next week with a special a collection of our friends it's all guest critics because uh to be frank uh i'm on spring break again (laughs) again who gets these spring breaks Uh, well they're taking it out of my check this explains why you look like james frango and and spring breakers now i understand why you're dressing this way spring break (laughs) we'll see you then ah love the little singing there thank you jen thank you arch and i thought we'd wrap up this special review of review shows since we're in the springtime mode with a song that was never a hit, but certainly will get you in the mood for the spring season. Here come the Beach Boys. Enjoy, and we'll catch you next week. Driving around, living the dream. I'm cruising the town, digging the scene. I'm not going to stress, not going to worry. Doing our best, no need to hurry. Looking ahead with anticipation. Making each day a new celebration.
This is the CATS Podcasting System.